It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian Radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerd. You're tuned in to episode 472 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and a nerd culture missionary here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, the chief cohort and crazy, here to bring the facts and fire to your day, still in search of my coffee. Today on the show, we're reacting to even more of your funny, awkward, or embarrassing church camp stories. Also on the show today, spending all your free time complaining. But first, today is Thursday, April 28th, 2022. And we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It's National Superhero Day. Yeah, we alluded to this on Monday. We yeah. had our little quiz on who mm-hmm. would win, Superman or Batman. Uh-huh. Most people said Superman, and I applaud you for it. Um, but superheroes are a big deal for nerds. That's a big big part of nerd culture. Yeah. And uh, I have a wall in my office all full of pops. If you've watched us play... Um, among us on our Twitch channel, and you've seen that wall behind me. And most of those pops are superheroes. And my son, my, my, my littler son, who stays at home with me all day, is every, at least every 30 minutes, walking into my office to ask me questions about the different superheroes. And at first, my heart's beaming like, this is great. I love teaching him about all my nerdy fan things. But after the last, like, nine months of this... I am begging him to stop asking me questions because most of them are the same questions over and over and over again. So, I don't know. I'm a little down on superheroes right now. <laughs> I'm talking about them too much in my daily life. Fair. I'm getting burned out <laughs> on That's... the lore <laughs> of all these superheroes. That's fair. Uh, uh, can I tell you who my favorite superhero is? Tell me. Hulk. Why? Mm, there's just something about a big green guy that I really like. <laughs> no, it's his anger. <laughs> the way he's almost popping out of his pants because they're too tight on him. <laughs> his, his ripped jean shorts. Um no, I appreciate that oh, battle gosh. of trying to control his anger. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. Like that. Uh-huh. Um, my I favorite superhero is also green, but he is Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've all heard of that. Uh, and it's also National Kids and Pets Day. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, so have your kids take care of your pets? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> I think it's Our like kids. celebrating kids that are growing up with pets, like growing up with dogs and things of that nature. Mm, that's gerbils. That's a dumb day. I broke my gerbil's tail by accident. I broke my gerbil. I didn't know gerbils <laughs> had tails. Yeah. It's hamsters that don't have tails. Gerbils have gerbils are basically just sophisticated rats. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Guinea pigs don't have tails. No, they don't have tails either. Okay. Think. Maybe that's what I'm 
picturing. Or they not, do their nubs. I don't know. Well, I, and hamsters have nubs. Do they have nubs? I yeah. Don't know they have nubs. Let's quit saying nubs. It's uncomfortable. Please, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Long-time listeners know that one of my great joys in life is to play with email scammers. <laughs> there is a common email scam when someone visits a church's website, sees staff names, makes a fake email account with a pastor's name, and then they email a staff member asking for a favor. I responded to one of these in the past where I pretended to just be the densest, most inept employee ever. Mm-hmm. I managed to irritate the guy so much that he cussed at me while still in character as my pastor. I feigned outrage and even got him to apologize to me. (laughs) But this one had me absolutely rolling laughing as I made it more and more ridiculous to the point where I could not believe he kept trying to keep this facade up and that he kept believing me. So... I have copied the transcript, and this is the first time I'm having Mo actually help me out here, because normally I read this back and forth, but Mo and I are going to read these emails back and forth. Mo will be playing the scammer who is pretending to be my pastor, and I will read my parts. Got it. (laughs) All right, Mo, you may begin. Do you have a moment? I'm in a meeting now, no calls, so just reply back to my mail. Yeah, what's up? Okay, here's what I want you to do for me, because I'm a little busy right now. I've been working on incentives aimed at surprising some of our diligent staff members with gift cards. This should be confidential until they have the gift cards as it's a surprise and you will keep one for yourself too. Can you get this done and how soon? Yeah, I can do that, but I'll need your church credit card. Mine has expired and the new one hasn't come in yet. Can I come to your office? No, I'm busy at the moment. Get it done with your cash and you will be fully reimbursed, okay? I need seven quantity Apple gift cards for $100 each, total $700. You should get them at any store around you today as soon as possible. After you get them, take clear pictures of each card and send it to me here. I'll handle the distribution of the cards to each staff member each staff email accordingly. This should remain confidential until each of them gets their card. Please keep the physical cards and receipt for reference purposes. You will be fully reimbursed. Remember to take one for yourself. Thanks. Make it secretly as a surprise. Thank you. I don't even have $100 in my bank account, let alone $700. I'm really going to need that credit card. I'm almost to the church. Why don't you just slide your card out under your office door? I don't need to come inside. Okay, I'm not with my credit card here. How much do you have with you? All I have is my debit card with maybe 70 bucks. I could borrow the card from the church secretary, but she's going to ask what it's for. Kindly do that. You are capable of handling that for me. Don't let her know what I sent you because it's a surprise. You know what to tell her so she won't suspect the surprise. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, like I wanted to make sure that he didn't just give up on me because I don't have enough money. So... I'm trying to keep this going while still seeing how he's going to like jujitsu his way out of all these roadblocks. So at this point I say, well, I can't just lie to her because that's a sin. If she asks, can I tell her it's a surprise from Pastor Johnny? Of course you can. And let her know she must not tell anybody about this because it's a surprise. Thank you. Okay, I'm parked outside the church office now. I'll go in and get the card, and then I'll run to Walgreens, and I'll email you when I get back. Shouldn't be too long. All right, after you get the cards, follow the green arrow at the back of each card. Peel it off and take a clear picture of each card and have them sent to me here so I can forward the cards to each staff member, each staff email accordingly for them to preview each of their cards before I hand over the physical cards to them. Will do. Okay, I'll be waiting. So I waited roughly 30 minutes before sending the next message. 
Okay, I just pulled up to the church. I'm going to run the card back into the secretary because she said she needed it back immediately. Then I'll take the photos and I'll send them to you. I will be, I will be glad if you can do that now before you go into the church. I waited about five minutes to reply after that. I'm sorry, I had already gone inside before your last reply. I think you're going to need to come to the main office. The secretary is furious that I just spent $700 without approval from the finance committee. <laughs> Apparently, any purchase over $200 has to have approval. She's really mad. Can I tell her what it's for, and can you come calm her down? Okay, tell her it's for me, and it's a surprise, and she must not tell anybody about this. She doesn't believe me. She says that you need to come to the office or call her and confirm it. She said if I don't tell her what it's for, she's going to have me arrested. She thinks I bought these cards for myself. Give me her email. She said she needs to see you or hear your voice. She's already calling the finance committee to report me. Please help. I'm busy at the moment. Tell the secretary I will call her after this meeting. Tell her it's from me, please. I don't think you understand the situation. She is calling the police to have me arrested. Aren't I more important than whatever meeting you're in? I'm coming. Kindly send me the pictures now. <laughs> So kindly send me the pictures. I'm walking to the office, but kindly send me those pictures now. <laughs> so I replied, she took the cards from me. She already called the police. I'm going to try to escape when her back is turned. All right, please. I will be waiting for the card. Okay. I will see you so soon. So I waited another 10 minutes and then I sent, I made it out. I swipe the gift cards as I left, and I'm speeding down 21st Street. Once I get a safe distance away from the church, I'll pull over and take pictures of the cards for you. I'm using voice-to-text right now, so sometimes it types out the wrong strawberry. <laughs> All right, be safe. I will be waiting, and I will defend you, okay? <laughs> Johnny, there's a police officer chasing me. What do I do? Don't let the police get you arrested. Just make your way away and be safe, please. I'm still busy here. I will check on you when I'm out of here. Okay, I won't stop until I lose them. I'm going to get on the highway and try and ditch them in the mid-morning traffic. I'll report back in a mango. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Okay, there are now four cops chasing me. I can't get away from him. This has all turned into a huge mess. OMG, just please try to be safe, please. They're talking about me on the radio. I just heard a news report. I think there's a police blockade ahead. What if they have guns? I can't go to Apricot. Just look for a place to be safe, okay? And send me the card so I can come and rescue you. Send me the card so I can come and rescue you. <laughs> All right, this was my big reply. <clears throat> I've been shot! I've been shot! They're shooting at me, Johnny! Help! I can't read the cards! They're covered in my blood! There's so much blood orange everywhere! Help me! He took a solid 10 minutes to respond. Bleep you, man. He figured it out. <laughs> so I sent one final email uh, that said, this is Officer Blackberry from the CPD. Your employee is dead. He was recklessly endangering the lives of everyone on the highway, and our officers were forced to shoot. When I approached the vehicle, he was still alive, but just barely. His dying words were, tell that scammer I've been emailing with for the last two hours to get bent. <laughs> He did not respond. <laughs> the, fact, wow. the fact that I'm sitting here saying that I am now on the news in a high-speed pursuit on the highway with a police blockade ahead, and he's like, 
just look for a place to be safe and, and send, send me, me those cards so I can come and rescue you. Because <laughs> now I need $700 worth of Apple gift cards mm-hmm. in order to save your life. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine being the guy on the other end and just like all these hoops you have to jump through? What makes you think you could just keep this going? Like you're going to salvage this situation. Like, at what point? <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely do think that he was concerned for you. OMG, just be safe. Please be safe. I do think that at one point he really was buying hope, into it. I and, hope that he has yeah. a, a bit of a soul. He's like, oh, gosh, I hope I don't actually get some I know. poor guy killed. Well, and that's why it was bleep you, man. Like, he was, I, how dare you? I was so invested in your safety while I'm trying to scam you. And you were scamming me the whole time. I I find that absolutely hilarious that he pops off with bleep you because you were scamming the scammer. That is hysterical. Uh, hysterical. I needed Man. it too. This is, I, you know, I said this on Monday. It's been quite a few weeks of just really rough, really tiring, really stressful stuff. And as soon as I saw that spam email in my, uh, inbox. my spam inbox yeah. um, Friday morning, I was just elated. I was like, this is a gift from God right now. I can't wait. And it did not disappoint. It is it is definitely my favorite one so far. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> I'm proud of this one. Good job. <laughs> All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. This week in Nerd History, point and click. Nerd History. I don't know how many of you are as lucky as me, but when I was a kid, I was given a very old computer. One with a black and green screen, no internet, and no mouse. Navigating through the file system was all about keyboard calisthenics. No point and click, just clackety-clackety-clackety-clack. That's what computers were like in the 60s and 70s, but things begin to change on April 27th, 1981, when the very first commercially available computer mouse was on the market. It was a part of the Xerox 8010 Star Information System. This computer was a commercial failure, but it did introduce the computer world to a bitmap screen, Windows icons, and a mouse-driven interface. All of these would go on to become standards in the computer systems of the near future, and the mouse would go on to find popular as a part of Apple's Lisa and Macintosh computers. However, this wasn't the first mouse in existence. In fact, the first known mouse actually is traced back to the mid-1960s, created by Douglas Engelbart. It was a bulky rectangle with what looked like steel roller skate wheels. It is now impossible to think of a computer setup without some form of a mouse. I mean, seriously, sit there and try and think of just how difficult life would be without that computer mouse. If you want to give it a little kiss, we're not going to tell anybody. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. Now it's time for Mo's fact of the day. Superman is a vegetarian. 
Before 2005, the writers of Superman did not think about this. Since Superman's senses are sharper than a human's, he is aware of when a life ends. So, he was made a vegetarian. He was also originally supposed to be a bald character, obsessed with dominating the world. Yeah. He was essentially what Lex Luthor turned out to be in the very original story. Listen, I found that interesting, but apparently to the one who is like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) We already knew that. Whatever. Thanks. Appreciate it. You're talking to a a DC Comics nerd here. (laughs) Now it's time for SSA News. We're going to share a weird news story with you and build a white answer card for a future Sunday School Answers pack. All right. Dublin Airport got 12,272 noise complaints last year from just one person. I've been to that airport. (laughs) One person was responsible for 9 in 10 of all complaints about noise from aircraft using Dublin Airport last year. The the complainant lodged uh, over 12,000 complaints during 2021 uh, at an average rate of 34 a day. 34 complaint calls a day. Uh, Reports from the individual accounted for 90% of complaints received by the airport operator about noise from aircraft taking off and landing in Dublin. That's almost double the 6,227 complaints that the same individual filed in 2020. This is even though the total number of aircraft movements at Dublin Airport last year was only up to around 10% uh, to almost 91,000 as the air traffic continued to be affected and and reduced by a reduced international travel caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. The unidentified complainant, who is understood to live in Ongar, northwest of Dublin, has been largely responsible for a dramatic increase in complaints filed with the EA since 2019. Uh, before that, they were receiving around 1,500 noise complaints a year. But last year's total was 13,569. However, the figure would just be... Uh, would have just been 1,296 if the cases filed by this one serial complainant were excluded. As the number of flights had returned to uh, pre-pandemic levels in 2022, the same individual has already filed a total of 5,276 complaints in the first three months of this year, a daily average of 59 calls. <laughs> now with the global... Whoa. Whoa. Hello. You can't do ads wow. that just are loud like that. That's mm-hmm. annoying. <laughs> It's all right. I was louder than the ad. <laughs> We're good. Part, yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I won't. It goes on to more people complaining. But anyway, so already up to fifty nine complaints a day. Mm-hmm. What else are you doing with your life? Do you not have a job? Do you not watch television? <laughs> like fifty nine calls, which I know you're going to be put on hold. For all of those, and to keep that up for now almost two and a half years of daily calling multiple times a day. Yeah. Do you have the gumption to do anything that often? Even things that you love? Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Not so much. 
I mean, that is one dedicated individual mm -hmm. who is not giving up on his quest to make things quieter. Yeah. Despite and, the fact he's seeing no results. And it's not even American Airlines. <laughs> and it's not even American or Delta. <laughs> it's none of those guys. Uh, so that brings us to our today's uh, white answer card. The answer card we'll be adding to our future expansion deck of Sunday School Answers is complaining for a living. <laughs> this has been SSA News, sponsored by BackRowGames.com. All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize intentional community. Join our Facebook group by searching Love Thy Nerd Community. And if you not only like us, but, you know, like us like us, you should join our Discord server at lovethynerd.com slash Discord. We've got game lobbies, focused chat channels, spoiler rooms, and a whole bunch of niche nerdiness. Bottom line, we want to hang out with you. Come join us. LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And Matt and I have been doing this for years, quickly approaching our 500th morning show. You can catch roughly the last 150 episodes in the podcast feed, but you can do a deeper dive into our archives and catch nearly every single episode ever in our Discord. Join us at BackRowDiscord.com and visit our podcast archives channel. This week, we've been talking about church camp, and yesterday we started sharing your church camp stories. We went to Facebook in both the Love Thy Nerd community and in Blooper Real Baptist Church, which used to be our old Facebook group called Back Row Baptist Church, and asked for your funny, awkward, and embarrassing church camp stories. So let's pick up where we left off. We're in the Love Thy Nerd community post. We've already read all the ones from BRBC. Um, Disappointing. We'll pick up with uh, Rihanna Comstock. Uh, she says, so in middle school, our church camp was fairly out of the way in the country, so we had very little traffic. So one night after campfire, we broke out into our small groups for prayer. My group decided that night to lay on the drive leading into the camp and pray while looking at the stars. So while one kid was praying, another kid mumbled something. So the kid who was praying goes, did you say father? And the other kid goes, no, car. <laughs> And in that moment, 10 middle schoolers popped up off the pavement and ran. <laughs> uh, Kate Katawaki gave us a story with very little context. It's very quick. I pooped my pants at camp because I was too scared to get up and leave our teepee. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kate. One of my favorite LTN personalities. All right. Aaron Horton's back with some more. She says, oh, one time. I spent a whole evening flirting with a guy at a Christian summer camp. We talked for hours. The next night, I met him in the game room, and he was playing pool with his friends. I tried to talk to him, but he gave me weird looks and totally dismissed me. I was so confused. I started to walk away, and he stopped me and said, My name is Nick. You probably thought I was my brother Noah. 
they were identical twins and I was mortified. <laughs> yep. At least she didn't make a bigger deal out of it. Like, what, you too good for me now? <laughs> That's what I would have done. You're such a jerk. My friends you, warned me that you were probably like this. You're going to flirt with me all night and then just pretend I don't exist? You don't even know me, huh? Go ahead, play your pool. I hope you scratch. <laughs> that would have been me, for sure. For sure. Oh, man. Darren, Daryl, Daryl Wilkes says, uh, as a camp director for over 20 years, there are so many. Here's just a few off the top of my head. The time a camper jumped out of bed, ran out of her cabin, into the speaker's cabin, vomited on his bed, then ran back out again. <laughs> the time one of my staff ran into a tree during a blindfolded trust activity. <laughs> drove up just as she stumbled out of the woods with blood streaming down her face. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. Oh, that's so funny and terrible. Mm -hmm. Really terrible, but mm -hmm. hilarious. The time one of our junior campers, obviously used to this at home, casually walked outside the lodge and peed next to the volleyball, volleyball court. <laughs> there is something primal about dudes in the woods. We just want to pee everywhere but the designated places. Y'all are like a bunch of dogs. I don't understand <laughs> Gotta why. Gotta mark your territory. I don't understand why. But <laughs> I like, peed it's on just that a, tree. Like, I never think in my entire normal life, I never think, huh, I want to pee anywhere but a toilet right now. But at camp, I'm like, where can I go where no one will see me? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> But it's just a thing. It's a thing. Uh, man. Women can't really do that. I mean, we can. I mean, you could. We absolutely can. We got a little more sense than that, though. <laughs> but it makes me terrified for my boys. Like, what have they done that I don't know about? Oh, they've peed so many places. <laughs> Cannon, probably. Topher, I doubt it. There's a, um, there's a, a, a weird relationship boys have with pee. They'll have sword fights with each other. That's disgusting. Um, there was one time that Although I was... my bathroom does prove that. <laughs> there was one, still? <laughs> uh, there was one time I remember I was like 10 or something, and I just was sitting there peeing, and I thought, huh, what it would be like if I peed on the wall above the toilet? <laughs> and I made like a little rainbow <laughs> pee above the toilet. You're just telling me people this for the first time, aren't you? Yeah. You're just saying this out oh, loud. Oh, it's so funny. It's stupid, but it's hilarious. And what's funny is um, when um, my older brother had a kid and he got to be about 10, he did the exact same thing. And I remember that my, my, my brother was telling my mom that story. And my mom said, Matt did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I didn't teach him. I swear. I stopped doing that a long time ago. <laughs> wow oh gracious sakes okay uh continuing with daryl wilkes post here uh the uh the time our bus driver left for the lake with everyone at camp except me 
Mm. Oh. <laughs> or the time a series of pranks escalated to the point our nurse had to call poison control because a dangerously hot pepper sauce got into my bloodstream and I was on fire everywhere. <gasps> to quote one of the guys on staff, you haven't lived until you've rubbed sour cream on a naked man's back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. How did it get in your bloodstream? Were you injected with hot sauce? Oh my gosh. That would have to be it, right? If you're feeling it all over. It says in your bloodstream. I guess it could have been rubbed on you and soaked into your yeah. skin. Yeah. That'd probably be safer. Okay, listen. I <laughs> There a was a time years ago that I took um, like a thermogenic, like a fat burner, you mm. know, but it had a thermogenic in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that happened to me. Like my entire body, I turned red. <sighs> I was hot. Like I felt hot internally but then chris was also like you feel hot to touch he put me in the cold shower thinking that i was literally burning <sighs> wow it happens that's crazy. and it's terrifying it would yeah i imagine your heart races you have trouble breathing yeah sour cream honestly was a brilliant <laughs> idea i will say that well that just reminds me of the time that uh Deidre worked at Sonic, and they would get, like, little grease burns all the time. Yeah. And they always told her, um, put mustard Mustard, on yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently that's only for, like, first-degree burns. Because when I caught my house on fire, my apartment on fire in the kitchen, because I put uh, oil in too small of a pan and then went pee. Oh my gosh. And Matt. came back to flames. I burned my hand trying to get the thing thrown out the door. And uh, then I put mustard on it, but I had a secondary burn. And it was terrible. Yeah. It was so much worse. Yeah. You could have rubbed salt in it and it would have felt better than that. Yeah. So. I was mad at Deidre. <laughs> you told me your husband would make it better. It didn't make it better. It made it worse. It made it so much worse. Oh, my gosh. Ryan Danger Rainer. I had a prank I pulled on my kids every year until a sixth grader ended up in the hospital. Um, two kids. Oh. Okay, he didn't tell us the story. Oh. Said other casualties included two kids wetting their pants and one kid getting so scared that he projectile vomited on another kid. Wow. So those are two, yeah. So four four people. Well, I need to know what the prank was now. Right. What's making kids go to the hospital, wet their pants, and projectile vomit on other kids? You know, I, I got to tell you, we just had our D now mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sunday after D-Now, our youth pastor got up on stage and just said a couple words about how the weekend went. And he was exhausted. And yeah. it had been a long, a long weekend. And he said something to the effect of, you know, it was a great weekend. We all had a really wonderful time spending time together, spending time with other churches from our community. I didn't break anybody's arm, even though I tried several times. And he just kept going. And you could hear, like, people behind me in the audience in the congregation go like they were (laughs) audibly appalled that he said this and I thought you've never worked with youth (laughs) clearly (laughs) I feel like that's 
a thing. Like you torture youth yeah. when you work with the youth. <laughs> and it's okay, right? It's all right. That's what all, they're there for. It's all done in the name they're of the Lord. <laughs> they're still flexible. Right. All right. Anna Salkup, uh, Bubba's wife, said, my first year of overnight summer camp, I got food poisoning along with about a fourth of the other kids and counselors on campus. I was feeling pretty good by the last night, and I was so excited to get to participate in Underground Church, the churchy horror movie version of Capture the Flag in the Dark, but ended up at the nurse unable to participate because of the glow sticks exploding that exploded in my eyeball. Mm. Just not a great week at camp. Did I mention I suffered from crippling homesickness and anxiety at camp and even hate the thought of camp to this day? Aw, <laughs> poor Anna. Uh, this reminded me of uh, one camp we went to offered like a paintball game. Like you could sign up for this extracurricular mm-hmm. paintball thing. And we're in this like little valley thing where there's, there's like emptiness in between these two areas of trees so each team's hiding behind these trees and you're shooting over the thing mm-hmm. we're not trying to charge each other we're just trying to hit each other from across the field mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Deidre and I are on opposite teams and we get over there and um, as soon as they hit start I fire one at her and it hits her in her ankle and he's like well okay so she has to go sit out and she has to sit out for like five minutes and then she's able to come back in okay she sits out the five minutes she comes back in gets in position i immediately hit her again <laughs> she's out how mad was she with you she was very mad but I... she didn't come back in after that she's like i'm done <laughs> but but she couldn't stay mad at me because someone else hit me in the mouth slot of the mask. And so I got a whole bunch of paint right in my mouth. So I had it worse. <laughs> I could have stayed mad at you for sure. Yeah. You're, you're a little vindictive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember you asked me that question? Am I vindictive? Mm, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, are we being honest? You want the truth or you want the truth? <laughs> Uh, tyranny Listen, all, just because uh, I wanted the truth gracious. that time doesn't mean I still want the truth this time, okay? Gosh. Just because you told me once and I accepted it doesn't mean I can continue to accept it from there on out. I'm going to need an apology now. That was very rude of you. How dare you? I am sorry. No, you're not. That you're so vindictive. <laughs> Uh, Rachel Knight, which is our friend Lark, Lark. Uh, told a story about getting lost. She was in nature orient nature orienting. Uh, they divided into pairs and used compasses to find things in the woods. Other kids had been trolling us earlier, so when they started yelling our names, we thought nothing of it and kept trying to find where we were, what we were looking for. After a while, a counselor drove up on a golf cart when we were beside one of the trails and asked if we wanted to ride back to the main part of the camp. Turns out that we'd been reported as missing campers. It had been free time for 15 minutes, so we should have reported back to the activity leader, and they were in the first stages of starting a, a, uh, a search for us. But I got a golf cart ride and got to listen as he radioed everyone saying he found us. Wow. I mean, yeah. We had, I remember... Um, one of our kids, the last year that I went to camp, one of our kids got lost as well. Uh, it was my buddy Dakota. 
we were in the woods we were all like paired up but he had gone off on his own and then he couldn't find his way out and so we're all just out there yelling dakota dakota and it was like an hour before finally he's like i'm here i'm here like no one had, that had gone in all the, like there was a bunch of counselors and camp people that went in to try and find him none of them found him he just happened to find his way out through our voice through our yelling um and it was almost dark so like that was terrifying but he that's got insane out. yeah <laughs> all right um let's see is that Emily Knight? That's Emily Knight. That's her sister. That's, That's her twin sister. sister. Yeah. Um, so she's adding to the story. My story of the same nature orienting class, because the instructions were things like 100 feet at 100 degrees north, it involved trying to go through trees and other obstacles. My workaround was to try and track the paths left by the leaders when setting up the scavenger hunt. I was approximately as successful as the average in the class, so I count it as a success. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then we got two more here, uh, from both from Chris Chadwin. A uh, group of counselors, I was one of them, took a group of middle school boys out into the woods to give them a scare. Maybe a little too scary because one passed out. <gasps> Oops. <laughs> they said the craziest story was a, uh, I was a canoe, I was on a canoe trip with my middle school students and a tree fell in the water. I was in the back of the pack and saw it fall, but didn't know if anyone from our group was near it. So another leader and I paddled quickly there and found some of our leaders comforting two of our girl students. The tree had split their canoe in half. One girl had been in between the trunk and a branch, but still above the water. The other girl, they couldn't find at first, but she was up a little ways floating down the river. We think the Lord threw her out of that canoe because there wasn't a logical explanation of why she was downriver. It was bonkers. Wow. <clears throat> it's like that Lord sent me that uh, flattened cardboard box to stop me from flying off into that ravine of pointy trees that definitely would have impaled me. Exactly. <laughs> Yep. Oh, I don't remember what episode we told that story on, but it was a it was about skiing. It was a ski trip. Uh-huh. Um also the trip where I kissed my girlfriend slash wife for the first time. No, now wife. Girlfriend now wife. Girlfriend now wife. Yeah, not slash then girlfriend wife. now wife. Yeah, there you go. That's right. So last year my boys went to summer camp. With your youth group here at this. this yeah, show. that's right. I remember that. <clears throat> um, and it was fun for them because that was, you know, the group of kids that they grew up with. Yeah. You know, had spent several of their younger years with. And so it was fun for them to be able to go and be a part of that youth group kind of in a, in a sense, in a way. But while they were there, and I was terrified the whole time because... You know, they're going with youth leaders who kind of know them, but don't have like a established relationship with them. Don't really know all the inner workings of what my boys are like, you know. So I was slightly concerned. (laughs) Very kind of (laughs) worried that something absolutely awful was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And it was a week, an entire week of them away. And so I'm texting like every night just to check and see how they're doing. Hey, what's going on? Any updates? And the boys were really good about giving me updates. Well, the very last night, Topher texts me and says, Mom, just so you know, Cannon pierced his ear today. (laughs) He's like, I don't know how. I don't know with what. I don't know when it happened. 
but I just saw him and he has an earring in his ear. <laughs> and I was like, what? Question mark. So then I'm talking to Chris and Chris and I are both like, I mean, if he did fine, but please dear Lord, tell us that you're taking good care of it. It's not going to get infected. You know, <laughs> please you, you did it appropriately. Right? Like what? Ugh. So that's really what we're freaking out about right. is the, the hygiene of the whole situation. Just poked it with a rusty nail. Yeah. <laughs> and who gave you an earring to put in there? Like, where did it come? I, yeah. So I'm trying to text Cannon and he's not responding at all. And so finally I texted one of the youth leaders and I said, Hey, Topher texted me saying that Cannon pierced his ear. What do you know about it? And she responds back with, I know absolutely nothing. Currently I will find out and get back to you. Hours go by. <laughs> it's the last night of the week. So they have, you know, the last night is always the big night. You yeah. know, they do the big worship and all just all the things on that last night. Hours go by. And I know that it's at like bedtime at this point of the night. So I finally text one more time, question mark, you know, just kind of, hey, remember. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't get back to you. I forgot to let you know. It was just a magnet. His ear isn't pierced. <laughs> <sighs> For a good oh, seven or fun. eight hours, I was having like minor panic attacks <laughs> the whole time of, my kid has done something absolutely stupid and I can't believe <laughs> when I'm not hearing uh, back. I'm like, yep, they've rushed him to the emergency room because his ear is like swelling three times the size of his head now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I'm remembering like injuries and stuff. I told you about the time that I smacked my head into the truck. Yeah. I've told that story multiple times on the show. Do you know Tamara actually told me that story a few weeks ago? Did she really? Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that other people are telling that story. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, what was fun about it is that I told you, like, I'm an introvert. And so because I had a mild concussion, I didn't have to go out and play all those games I didn't want to play. So while everyone else was playing, I got to, like, nap. Yeah. <laughs> and that was really good. So she actually told me that story after D-Now. Yeah. Like, the Sunday after D-Now. And we're, like, sharing stories from our host homes and mm -hmm. things that happen. And she's like, well, nothing beats the time that Matt ran into the back of it. And I was like, I know that story. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. $600 worth of damage. That guy was not happy. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. But uh, I'm remembering, like, we had, um, we had a Cub Scout day camp. But on the last night, the Friday night, you would do an overnight mm -hmm. in a tent. Okay. And we would play, like, hide and seek in the dark. With like the whole campground, which wasn't huge, but it was huge when you were a kid. Yeah. And there's a lot of places to hide and run and all this. The whole camp was in play. Well, it's out in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah. There are no like lights. Yeah. There's no, they don't even have them on the, on the camp. There's no like big overhead lights. All the lights you have at night are the few lights that are on the main building and flashlights. And then the fires, if you do, you know, campfires. <clears throat> and so we're playing hide and seek in the dark. And I run around the main building and I'm 
my flashlight is anywhere but where I'm running. Like mm -hmm. I'm looking for other people. And I run directly into a wheelbarrow that is full of dirt. Like it is so weighed down, heavy, not moving. I ran in with my, my upper thigh mm -hmm. directly on that and then fell into the wheelbarrow kind of face first and then rolled onto the ground from the wheelbarrow. And so I am filthy. I am writhing in pain because it felt like I severed my leg in half. That's mm -hmm. how hard I hit it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am in between the that wheelbarrow and like a shed in a very tight little corner in the dark where there are no other people. And so I am laying on the ground writhing for a solid 15 minutes before someone sees me there and like comes like they, it was someone trying to tag me or get me. Yeah. And then they realize, oh gosh, he's hurt. <laughs> I didn't break anything, but I sure felt like I did. I had the largest bruise. It was the size of, um, like it was the size of like a large soda cup, yeah. you know, for McDonald's. Like it yep. was just, you know, it was a good, a good miniature bread loaf <laughs> size. Right across your yeah. thigh. And uh, I didn't want to stay that night, but I, they made me. <laughs> my mom, my mom made me. I was like, nope, we're, we're out of town. Sorry. <laughs> we took a vacation. You're gone. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was, that was cool because there you had, the Cub Scout camp, we had like the, those classic camp activities. Yeah. Like you had, you know, the archery range and BB gun shooting and arts and crafts. Uh-huh. You know, all these things. You didn't really do a lot of that kind of stuff at church camp. Church camp was mainly play a bunch of games. You'd have individual Bible studies. You'd have the worship setting uh, and the two speakers. There wasn't really a whole lot of, at least in mine, a whole lot of genuine camp exclusive type thing. Yeah. And that always bummed me out because I remember, you know, like we didn't even have campfires. We didn't do anything, anything like specific to camp, Aww. which bugged me. Yeah. Um, it was just church in the woods. That's yeah. all, it, you know, all it was. Youth group in the woods. Right. Um, so we didn't sleep in tents. You know, we didn't have any scary stories. We didn't do anything um, of that nature. And that bummed me out. I guess... In that way, I kind of got the best of both worlds when it came to Sunbeams Camp because yeah. it was, it's Christian based, a Christian organization, mm -hmm. but it's like scouts and the fact that you're earning badges. Right. And so you had to do those arts and crafts and you had to, um, oh man, I had to do both. I had to do archery. Archery was fun. Uh-huh. Um, I had to do... Oh, candle making. <laughs> I never did that. I had to do candle making. In the, four, um, in the four years I went to that thing, I only hit the archery target one time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure that I hit the archery target. I think that they just gave me my badge to get me away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's either, it's either hit the target once or do it a hundred times. You're more than. Yeah. Clear. You're Let's good. Go. You're good. I, we had to do canoeing and like paddle boating. Mm. Uh -huh. See, I like now that I guess I take it back. That was a couple things that they did have at the last camp that we went to. Um, like I said, we had the paintball game, uh, but they also had, um, they had like Rock climbing mm -hmm. or whatever. I didn't do that. But they had a horseback riding trail. Mm -hmm. And um, Tamara was yeah. on that, too. Mm -hmm. Deidre was on that. But Tamara and I were the only two people that had ever ridden horses before. 
like I, I grew up riding horses, mm-hmm. uh, which is a weird thing for most of you to hear right now. And her mom uh, is British. And her so mom, of course she grew up. Riding <laughs> no, her, horses. Fam- her family was well off and they owned a lot of horses. <laughs> um, and so that was the second time I saw Deidre ever be jealous <laughs> because Tamara and I, because we had experience, were told to lead the group. Yeah. And so we're up riding together and talking and Deidre, who has never been on a horse, is almost all the way in the back of this group of 10 people. <laughs> was Michael with y'all? Um, Michael was at the camp, but he was not with us. He didn't no. do the horseback riding. Yeah, okay. yeah, he didn't do the horseback riding. Okay. But yeah, he, she just, and she wasn't really jealous of Tamara per se. She didn't. It wasn't like the thing where, yeah, like was the other with girl. Me, yeah, she was just like, you know, we were both supposed to be riding together. I'm like, well, I didn't choose where they put me. <laughs> they also gave her like the dumpy horse. <laughs> There's always one like just really <laughs> the body's like U-shaped. <laughs> Poor Deidre. It's all slow. And, to hear her tell this story, it's going to be a completely different experience than you telling it. Oh, man. Oh. It was so, it was interesting. Yeah. But that was a cool thing, riding horses, because I, I hadn't actually gotten to do it in um, maybe five or six years at that point. Mm. And so there was a lot that I had to kind of like Relearn. come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, by the end I was galloping again and that was like, that was really cool. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an interesting, have you ever ridden a horse? Heck no. Okay. We've actually talked about this. Have we? Yeah. yeah. I'm terrified of I riding feel, a horse. Yeah. I feel like it's been years since we had this conversation. I'm terrified of riding a horse because of the episode of Full House where That's Michelle right. rides the horse and she gets thrown <laughs> and she gets a concussion and she doesn't remember anybody for what feels like forever, but yeah. So I'm terrified. That's right. I remember that now. Uh-huh. Um, but there is something, there is something just indescribable about riding a horse. That's like running. Mm-mm. Like there, you, you yeah, it's this, called fear. That's a, no, that's a, I Panic. wasn't, I was never afraid staring death in the face. Like the first time that happened and every time after it was like connecting with nature. You know, like it was just that serene moment. The oh, Okay. Listen, are one with the horse, <laughs> <laughs> our spirits are entwined. You're so weird. <laughs> Something that I would have never thought would be a thing that you enjoy. Um, especially for somebody who like freaks out and worries about Seriously, worst case no, scenario. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I completely understand what you're saying. But I guess because I my parents got me into it when I was really young. Yeah. That didn't ever It's not a me. fear for you. Yeah. So okay, you know how I followed that the other family with nineteen kids, not the Duggars, but the Bates that are <laughs> yes. from Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. So their one daughter, Katie, married she got married recently in the past year, and her and her in laws, they all took this trip. I want to say to Mexico and they're riding horses along the beach and her mother-in-law gets thrown from the horse (laughs) and has a broken back. Oh, gracious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That only solidified my, yeah, I'm never getting on a horse. That's because you don't know how to treat your horse, man. Well, so they did say like (laughs) she was going down, the horse was going down like some rocks Mm. and they kind of got a little bit 
unstable, a little wobbly, and it scared her. And so when she pulled on it, the horse threw her over. Mm. Yeah. So not necessarily, not necessarily thrown per se, just in a bad angle to where there wasn't really any way to stay on. Yeah. But I still get it. And landed on rocks and broke <sighs> her back. And and I told you why I quit riding horses, right? No. I quit after we had this big competition. And it was like this big timed running thing. And my horse ran half the lap, stopped to poop <laughs> for a solid minute or more. And then finished the race. And they would not let me do it over. Like, I can't control a little horse's poops. That has no reflection on my ability. I have no ability to say, keep that poop in until this race is over. But they would not let me do it over. I'm like, well, this is not fair, and I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> well, this is not fair, and I am not doing this. <laughs> Thank you for nothing. This has been a great five years. Goodbye. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> You're going to regret this decision. <laughs> I could have been somebody. <laughs> I could have been a jockey. Be the world's biggest jockey. <laughs> I could never ride a horse today. Even if I lost a whole bunch of weight, I'm still too big to ride a horse today. <clears throat> I jockeys are fairly short yeah. in stature. Yeah. They're yeah, short I don't, and petite. They're, they're, they're well, but little. I'm not even like considering like weight. I'm thinking height. Like mm -hmm. I don't I, I can't envision you at your height yeah. being on a horse. Right. It'd be like double the height. <laughs> yeah. I I I, I can't see it. <laughs> But I used to be like a, a full cowboy kid. Cowboy hats, chaps, all kinds of things. Really? Mm -hmm. Boots. Uh, you see me wearing a cowboy hat and boots? No, I can't. <laughs> With actual spurs on them that uh, I actually used on a horse? <laughs> I'm going to need picture proof. Hopping up I on don't... a saddle, saying, get, get moving on. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. This is all real. Is that why, it's like, every real. now and Bolo then, tie. whenever you see... Oh, okay. <laughs> no. So, is that why whenever you see somebody wearing a cowboy hat, you, like... you? I, maybe. Yeah, that might be the leftover your... cowboy thing that I have. Like, howdy. Howdy. <laughs> That's what I say <laughs> to strangers. And you tip your invisible cowboy hat. <laughs> howdy. Sometimes I put my hand up like it's there. I'm touching the rim. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> this is real life people real life we are not making this up <laughs> oh i am an enigma okay mm. well that we <laughs> have really a taken a rabbit trail a tangent there yeah think of our topic this week. Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie 24-7. 
Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts, many of which air on LTN Radio before they're available anywhere else. Join us at LTNOnAir.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app. LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question from Twitch. Today's question comes from our dear, dear friend, Shane, who says, are you worried about your children blowing away in this wind? So we are, um, we're in New Mexico and we're in the non-mountainous part of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And the winds here get ridiculous. Get stupid heavy mm-hmm. multiple days out of the year. Yeah, and uh, the day that we're recording all this is one of those days where the we uh, occasionally we can hear the wind pounding outside. Mm-hmm. You got to take down your basketball goals. You got to like batten secure, down the hatches, batten down your like your trampolines yeah, or everything. whatever. This is oh, this yeah. is blowing everything out of here kind of weather. Mm-hmm. This is getting wind all gusts. the tumbleweeds from two counties over now living in your backyard kind of weather. Wind gusts of up to 80 miles per hour today is yeah. what the forecast was saying. So, so this is a 80 good question. miles an hour, guys. So this is a good question. And uh, no, I'm not worried about my kids blowing away, but I am worried about something blowing into my kids and killing them like a tree. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, we had a tumbleweed the other day that was literally like a small tree. So tumbleweeds are a real thing for people who don't know. And they're not alive. They're not animals. Right. (laughs) Some people actually believe this. They are various in sizes. And And there is a guy who once made a pretty decent living selling tumbleweeds on eBay. Because people in places that don't have tumbleweeds really wanted to own one. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you so, have a story, right? Yeah. So first of all, it always seems to happen that I have like crosswalk duty on the windiest days. Always. And when I do crosswalk duty, I have to hold a stop sign. No. To allow oh. people to, the oh, students no. or parents, to walk across our crosswalk. Okay. <laughs> I have to stop the flow of traffic and allow people to walk across. And these stop signs, they are a standard size stop sign on a stick that I hold. Okay. <laughs> Multiple times. Oh, I'll call it, hold on. Wait. I'm going to stop you right there. It's not a standard size stop sign. Uh, it's not much smaller the than standard a standard size. The standard size stop signs are this big. Like, they're gigantic. <laughs> okay, well, it's like... It it's not twice your width. It's wider than... Me. Okay, on a stick, is it a stick that goes all the way down to the ground? Not all the way down to the ground, but it's like a two and a half foot long stick where I have to hold it like this. Hmm, Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, I've seen the stop sign that's been at my kid's school, and the it's stop just... stop sign is like this. It's like this big, but... I mean, what is this, like three feet? That's a decent... Okay. That's a decent size. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I only know this because this is how I was holding it today. <laughs> Both edges. <laughs> On the side. I said, forget <laughs> the stick, because multiple times that holding it by the stick that's down at the bottom, like... Whoosh, like... There were several times that I almost whacked myself in the forehead with this stupid metal stop sign. There were several times where I was afraid I was going to whack a kid as they're walking past. And not purposely, but 
you know, the wind was going to catch it. That's not actually my story, though. A few Christmases ago, Chris's, (laughs) listen, Chris's parents and grandmother came to visit. And Chris's grandmother was very small. She was a very petite woman. And this winter, specifically, it was incredibly windy. Typically, the windy season is spring. Yeah, yeah, most of it anyway. Summer, fall, winter, and wind here. Um, But our windy season came earlier. I want to say it was four Christmases ago. But anyway, she really wanted to buy Christmas gifts for the kids. And so I took her to Walmart, just her and I. And she's in her early 90s, very petite, not even 100 pounds, very small. And I took her on the windiest day. And I am not even kidding. I thought I was going to lose Chris's grandmother to the wind. And I'm I'm not exaggerating in the slightest. Starts flying off like a plastic bag. Listen. <laughs> you belong to the skies. <laughs> Love you, Grandma. Lo- it was a for real concern. So, yes, I have often worried that we would lose a human being in our family to this wind. Some, of, sure. my, some of my favorite, like fail videos online are the ones in like really windy cities but it's like in winter when the ground is all iced over so people just can't fight the wind and they're just you see them really trying to walk or they're just sliding backwards the whole time that was me today in the crosswalk and there wasn't even any ice you just had a a sail i did that's exactly what it was and my assistant principal comes up to me uh, like an hour before and she's like listen the winds are supposed to gust up to 80 miles an hour. I'm so sorry you have to do front crosswalk duty again today. And I was like, if you're so sorry, <laughs> then you could just say, we don't have to do it. <laughs> but, you have that authority. But then cars will f- blow into the children. <laughs> so what? I'm going to stop the cars from blowing into the children with my... Depending on which way the air is blowing, right? You could pick the children up on the sidewalk... Throw them up to the air, and they'd blow over the sure. traffic to the Absolutely. other side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But I, I would have to really be able to harness that in, because I could just throw them way too hard, and then they're going to blow, like, two streets over. Shane, you know? Shane says, you are the old lady that's going to blow away. <laughs> At this point, I am. <laughs> Uh, thanks for that question, Shane. Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Romans 5, 3 through 4. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Endure that win, Mo. I know. <laughs> And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.